Shake him up, chop and make him go up. Made a man down, I guess he thought he was shook. Run up on Draco, shit, I wish a nigga would. He must not value life, but shit, I guess it's understood. What's the deal though? Man, who real though? It's the ruler, everybody gotta feel for. Oh, you gon' ride for me? Or you gon' kill for me? Pull up to this block right here, cause we for real thugging. Boom, 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 boom. Let that bitch rip. If I could write a movie, I would recreate the exorcist. I'm heaven sent. Nigga, think twice who you messing with. Giving niggas hell, cause up top they say the best was full of shit. Crazy. Yo, 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 what's going on, sports family, man, and we back at it again with another episode of Micah and Friends, and today is the usual suspects checking in, I got my man Nate checking in all the way from the West Coast, aka the best coast, Nate, what's happening? Man, I'm feeling good, bro, I mean, we can't lose right now, Lakers championship, Dodgers championship, Draco just got out, so, you know, LA, we feeling good. Undefeated, man. Let me go ahead and pay the bills real quick before we get into everything. Man, this whole uh podcast is being presented by National Sports Chat. So make sure you go over there, follow us, like, comment, subscribe on everything YouTube, IG, Facebook, all that, Twitter, all that. Then make sure you go over there and follow TOV Sports, man. This whole podcast is being uh sponsored and shot by TOV Sports. So go over there on YouTube, IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that, and follow them, man. And also, who was this in the comment? Tamani Sam, shout out to you. Say yeah, shout out, man. Every day, man. Shout out to you, homie. We gonna we gonna lock in with you for sure. This one is gonna be a good one. And like I said, man, we got the homie Nate checking in all the way from the West Coast, aka the best coast. And the homie you know just it. came out with something that's revolutionary and groundbreaking. Man, he, just, so. he just hit us in the head with an I need. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you explain it. Nate. Give, give it. All right, get so. The juice. So according to the Stein line, uh, the NBA has reportedly, it's all signs are pointing to a 72-game season that's going to start in December. So, you know, hey, contrary hey, hey, of the reports. I was talking about that. Oh. I was talking about the the rankings. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Plug it real quick so, they, sure. so they know where to go. All right, let me shout y'all out, man. Uh, you know, my name is Nathan Moore, and, uh, you know, I just started recently doing a little bit of sports writing myself, and uh, I just – so, you know, bear with me if they change a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot of good basketball now. Kind of in layman's terms. I got some nice pro uh, proposed trades in there, so, you know, it's definitely something y'all gonna want to check out whenever I uh, release it. So just be on the lookout for that. Man, make sure y'all go over there, hit Nate up. You see his his uh, IG name right there on the on the uh, screen. Send him your email so you can get a part of this. I'm telling you, this is gonna be one of the biggest things that's gonna hit y'all in the head. You know, so make sure y'all go over there and really check that out. But yeah, appreciate you, boss. Man, no doubt. You know, I tuned in. I looked. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you did. You got some spicy joint on there, especially for my Knicks. I ain't gonna trip. It was 20. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Let's go ahead and get into the topics for the day, man. We gonna start it off with just the thoughts of the NBA offering a 50 game season. And like you said, um, you said it was just breaking news that they're leaning towards a 72 game season, which I'm mm -hmm. happy about. I'm gonna just go ahead and get my thoughts on this 50 sure. game season before you just. Uh, let us know about the 72-game season. But I, I, I was definitely against the 50-game season just because of what the NBA was going to have to do. They were going to prorate the contracts out so mm -hmm. guys, weren't be, guys wouldn't be making the, the same amount of money that 
they were thinking that they were going to make. And also, I just feel like the the NBA is um, is they they always try to appear as a, a I guess I would say a employee friendly company and being a, a player for a company, which they have. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that that's like a facade or anything. They have been that. And I feel like the best way to go about this is listening to the players. So mm-hmm. and it, as you said, it looks like they did with uh, saying that they're closer to a 70 game, 72 game season. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But uh, one thing, if like, <clears throat> one thing I did want to just keep, just hit on if they if they were just say if they mm-hmm. were to do the fifty game season, right? It's showing that they're a little thirsty, bro. Like, like, damn, bro. Like, we know that y'all hurting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we know that y'all didn't do as good as y'all expected to do, and it was because of COVID. Every sport For did sure. that, but let's not be thirsty to the detriment of the players. Let's give them the right amount of time to rest up. So mm-hmm. whenever we do resume, it'll be good high level basketball that we're used to seeing, man. And it's not going to be compromised by anything. Nate, let me right. get your thoughts just on um, the 50-game uh, season and the 72-game season. Okay, so for the 50-game season, I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, I wasn't a big fan of it myself, but then I kind of had to take a step back and realize, like, if they were going to do the 50-game season, that's just because of COVID, like, like you said. Like, a lot of things shutting down. They've lost a lot of revenue. Um, a lot of, you know, obviously you don't get the revenue from the arenas. Uh, they lost a lot of TV revenue, too. So it definitely hurt them. But at the end of the day, if that's what they had to do, I, I probably if I was a player, I'd probably still rather play than not play and hold, lock out for another season because then, yeah. you know, you're not getting paid at all. So unfortunately, like, you know, they're just kind of adjusting to their surroundings if they did the 50 games. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted them to start a little bit later than December, because to your point, I feel like the teams that were in the bubble aren't nearly as well rested as the teams that are fresh coming out of March. And uh, I don't think that that'll be too big of an issue because the teams that played in Orlando are the best teams in the league. So they probably have the most vets, you know, they'll be, able, they'll be ready. Like there yeah. was reports, you know, Brian saying he wasn't going to play. Like honestly, he'll, he'll be ready. I, I think those guys know how to prepare. Like that's why they've been in the league so long, but uh, I, you know, I'm not too big on the proposed 72 game season uh, now that it seems like it's leaning toward. Uh, that's what the sign line just reported. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not too big of a fan. I feel like it's a little bit rushed, but I understand mm-hmm. you know, Christmas money. They want to get that new year's money. They, they kind of want to get back on track, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of rushed. Like they're talking about free agency starts two days or like 48 to 72 hours after the draft down. That's what they're looking at is like a period. So that's kind of a quick turnaround. And then are you got, are, I'm not sure if it's going to be in a bubble yet either. So, getting those rookies acclimated to that bubble situation, getting everybody else back into a bubble. Like within a month, that sounds kind of rushed, but the NBA's proved they, they know what they're doing. But, you know, yeah. I'm curious to see how this one pans out. Now, we had breaking news with the 72. I'm looking at something that's saying a 60-game season. And that would be like <laughs> January 18th. I'm dead ass, bro. I mean, wow. That just that just dropped. Wow. The, oh, those are the two proposed dates. Yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the 60 game one either because no matter what, they're going to end the season around the projected time that they really want to end. Right. They're going to end around that July or August time. So no matter if they do the 72 or the 60 or even the 50, they're going to end it mm-hmm. around the projected time that they want to end it. 
And I know, I feel like, because we talked about this before, that they want to push back their start date originally just to just right. on the regular season. So mm-hmm. instead of starting late October, to compete with football. The, yeah, like maybe getting in the in the in the tune of things probably the second, third week of November. So okay. that'll give them, even if they do play until um July or uh, August, they'll have enough time to to get in to get some leeway, get some rest period to start mm-hmm. it up uh, middle of November or late November for the yeah. regular eighty two game season. And I'm not opposed to that either. So it'll just be interesting to see what happens. I know a lot of players are involved on this because at the end of the day, they're the ones who really get ahead now on whether you know this mm-hmm. is yay or nay for real. You right. got anything else on this night? Yeah, I actually, you know, I like that idea that you just said, you know, mm-hmm. using the 60-game season to get back on track. I think that is a possible route that they should go uh, to not compete with football as much. And, like, just imagine the All-Star game, like, basically beginning of summer, like kind of the May area, June area, as opposed to right now. You know, they had it last year. It was in Chicago. Yeah. It was, you know, freezing cold outside. Like, that, that's cool and all, but, you know, yeah. most people would rather travel. You know, you could probably have a bigger – you could probably have a bigger event. Man, this year. I'll look at Keep going, though. Oh, they were talking about canceling, actually, the All-Star game. I saw that a while ago, but I am i can't confirm that report. So, you know, I did see – you you know, you see a lot of stuff on Twitter. But I, I will say that they should probably go with that plan of starting maybe first or second week of November. Third sounds a little bit late. But, uh, you know, if you start then, I feel like they got a better chance of, you know, recovering some ratings and uh, recouping a little bit. Yeah. Indianapolis has it this year, so Indiana. Okay. Indiana has the All Star game. Hopefully, I hope. Hopefully, yeah. But man, I don't have anything else on this. I just think they, the NBA, they definitely had to decide uh, fairly expeditiously. Then later yeah. on, because it's, it's getting to the point to where I don't want them to have to be doing the last minute thing with, um, like what they did with COVID, just announcing our July thirtieth. You know what I'm saying? Real last right. minute. So I, I definitely want them to um, decide what they're going to do so they have enough time to get the, the new draft picks acclimated to everything that's going on in a new organization that they're at. But, man, just to keep moving forward, man, we're going to go into this next topic, and we have a new coach in Houston, man, Stephen Silas. I think that's Stephen Silas. Yeah, Stephen yeah, Silas. Stephen Silas. Man. And I'm going to just let you start on this. Let me get your thoughts about this reaction to the new Rockets head coach, man. Um, what does this mean for Harden? Is Harden gone? We've been seeing Philly. So, it, I don't know. Let me get your thoughts on this, bro. You know, I I like the hire. I've uh, read that Steven Silas is a pretty well-respected guy in the NBA uh, by yeah. all accounts. Like, even Luka Doncic gave him a shout-out, you know, saying it's well-deserved. I'm pretty sure his dad was a, a a pro back in the day, from what uh, I was told. Um, so and he, was a, and he was a coach. Yeah, so you know he he has like NBA pedigree, so that's good. Um, but I I found it interesting that they went ahead and hired a coach before a general manager. It's just like it, it's kind of setting the coach up for failure because you're not bringing in somebody. You like say the GM doesn't necessarily agree with Stephen Silas's philosophy. Then I mean that that could have all been avoided had you just hired the GM first and then hired a coach. So I I do hope they bring in somebody that's gonna keep them, you know. But I'm happy we got another black coach in, uh, in a head coaching seat. So that's cool. But yeah, clap it up, man. Another one in the seat. It was getting uh, scarce out here, bro. 
sure. We we didn't get too many yeah. of those those ten jobs, but you know we we are right. Yeah. But uh, so I think for Jay Harden, I think the Rockets are gonna do everything they can to keep him, unless Jay Harden uh requests a trade, which yeah. I don't see him doing because Houston is him. Like you know the Rockets are James Harden, and he's making almost fifty million dollars a year, like like in in the next two years, uh, a piece. So you know if I'm him, I think. Houston is going to try to build around him. I try to at least let the organization see what plans they have. So like, you know, have those discussions with him, like, all right, we're going to transition from small ball, but you know, what type of guys would you want to bring around you like to transition out of that? Uh, I think that'll be big. If anybody's gone, I got to say, it's probably got to be Russell depending on if they still, if they still want to shoot threes, if they still want to run something similar of a philosophy, he might have to – you can get a lot of assets for Russell. It so could be a win-win situation. I'm not saying he's out of there, but if they want to, you know, switch it up a little bit, get some better shooting around James Harden because, yeah. I mean, Russell, he kind of stunk it up last year. Uh, like, they were sagging off him to the free throw line. He's a point guard. Uh, yeah. You know, that's hard these days with Dame, with Steph. Like, we've kind of seen it it haunt Russ. So, yeah. uh, he got to get better if they're going to stay together. But, you know, I think – Maybe PJ Tucker might be out of there. They probably need a big, you know, they, they need to address a lot of things on the roster. But I'm not ready to say James Harden out of there just yet. Yeah, man. I definitely salute to uh to Steven Salas for this hire, man. Um, and he's one of those guys I have no problem with him being hired because he has the the history and the rap sheet to show he's well worthy of this job. Um, even being an assistant coach from with Dallas from 2018 to 2020. And knowing that he was a scout um, mm-hmm. at the Warriors, he brought in Curry. So he's oh, a wow. he, so he he's definitely well he's definitely well versed in basketball. He has an eye for talent. So getting in those mm-hmm. draft rooms, he'll definitely do good. And I'm sure if he brought in Curry, he definitely has something to do with Luka Doncic landing in Dallas. For sure. Um, and just as the history, like you said, man, with his pops being a head coach uh, of Cleveland, he coached LeBron from '03 to '05. Bobcats head coach, then a, a gang of other uh, assistant coaches, assistant mm-hmm. coach gigs on the list, as well as Steven Salas. He's a st- assistant coach, Hornets, Cav, Wizards, Warriors, and Dallas. So he always, you know, definitely, definitely uh, has always been in the loop. And being the youngest um, coach hire in 2000 with being mm-hmm. um, 27. So he was always, He's only 27? In, in 2000, I mean, in 1999. Oh, okay. I was about to say, wow. I'm about to say, what? Yeah, no, that's... yeah but no, nah, <laughs> uh, in 1999, he was the youngest assistant coach hire at 27 years old. And I don't know what it is now. That's probably still holding. But he's been around the game for a long time. And it's something that mm-hmm. he's been born into. So um, I'm definitely, I, I, I'm, I definitely salute him for the, for getting his gig, man. And I'm, I just want to see what, what he's able to do with this, man. I think he mm-hmm. landed in a... A great position. I wouldn't say an ideal situation, but you have pieces out there, you know, and I I feel like he'll be able to maneuver some things and get some things working in his favor, um, implement a new system. Like I said, he's been around basketball for a long period of time, so Mm -hmm. maybe he could, you know, just be able to come at Harden and Russ at a different way. Like like we talked about before, like there's few coaches out there that could really play that father-son role like right. you really gotta have somebody that's like a 
the big like brother. A friend almost or a big brother or something like that. So maybe that that's some like maybe that's the relationship that they could build. And I, I I'm not mad at that. I definitely think that that um he has a bright future ahead of him. Houston is a good spot. They're always yeah. in the playoffs with, with I might that even guy. go I might even go, sorry to cut you off, but I might even go as far to say it's a great situation because at minimum, you have two MV- former MVPs, like the best scorer in the NBA, you know, Russell Westbrook. For all his limitations sh- as a shooter, he's still a great player. You know, it, they might not be the best on-court fit, but to your point, if he comes in with a, a nice philosophy to get those two working together, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Russ started averaging like, what, 27 and eight and eight, like maybe in starting in January. So yeah. they kind of started to figure it out a little bit, but maybe with another year under the belt and now a new philosophy that doesn't rely so much on threes because that kind of exposes Russell Westbrook. So if it doesn't rely as much as threes, he won't be as, uh, as much as an issue on that end. But, you know, he he got a real chance to, you know, maybe like turn some heads with this with this gig. So I'd yeah. consider this a, a great a great gig for like a first time head coach. Yeah. Only thing, like you did say, the only thing I'm looking at funny with the side eye is not having a GM there because, like you said, one, if it's not your guy, if it's not your hire, you have no, no, no real like no real loyalty to him. You first mess up, hey man, get him out of there. You know, it's so, no real relationship. It's no yeah. rapport. Like I, I don't know why they would do that. It's kind of like the coach is kind of instantly on the hot seat. It's like he's playing. He's like he's coaching for his job, which you are in the NBA on a nightly basis. You know, you don't want to lose games, but, you know, he's coming in feeling pressure already to perform because he has to do a good job under this gym. So, yeah. you know, I just don't understand that sequence of events, but, I, I, you know, I hope he stays in the chair. Facts, 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 man. I don't have anything next on this, man. We we really – let's get into the, the former Rockets head coach. Mike D'Antoni <laughs> has became an assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And we talked about this last week. We talked about – Amari getting in the building. We talked about just, uh, just a lot of things happening out there in Brooklyn. I need to know from you, will this work or is this just an epic fail, bro? I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be a failure, but it's not going to be epic. Okay. Like based off their talent, they should get to the at least Eastern Conference Finals. You know, maybe in the next few years, get to a finals. Like that's a win. That's a success. But do I see them winning a title if they – Bro, Steve Ash, man, I don't know. Like, they should get to the finals, but this was – I was uh, having this conversation the other day. For as good as KD is, it's not like he was going to the finals consistently when he was uh, in OKC, you know. Like, he got he got one. He got to one. But it's not like he was going consistently. So, he still got – he still got to prove it. Like, it's a new team, new roster. It didn't work out with him and Russ for some reason. And, you know, him and Kyrie kind of have a little bit – they're kind of not say they don't have a, a good relationship, but them as individuals haven't proven to be the best leaders. So add that to the mix of Amari Stoudemire, who, you know, I'm I'm not I, I can't say anything about Amari. I don't really know <laughs> don't about know. his basketball mind. So we'll see. But then yeah. you bring in Mike D'Antoni. Like, are you trying to recreate the Suns? Like, what's going on? Like, we saw how that worked. We saw how the Rockets worked. So. If I'm Steve Nash, you have to bring in a defensive mind, right? Now. Like, I'm not – I think they still have Vince uh, – their coach Vaughn, right? Jack Vaughn? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's an assistant now. So, he's a little bit more defensive-minded than those uh, two because Steve Nash was never known as a good defender either. So, the man, uh, I really hope that they just don't run a similar offense to the Rockets. I'm just yeah. – 
I'd be very disappointed if that happened. Bring in Tibbs. Bring in Thibodeau. Do something, bro. I don't know, bro. Like, it's getting – I don't well, know. Thibodeau, he, Thibodeau got a job. Which are Knicks? Man, man. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. But uh, it's just getting to the point, bro. Like we said, it's I, I get it. You want to bring some people in there that already – that you have chemistry with and everything mm-hmm. like that. But trying to recreate uh, a 06 oh, – you know what I'm saying? A, a feeling, the 04, 03 feeling – Let's not do that, bro. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Just keep progressing forward. I feel like he's he's doing himself a disservice because from the outside looking in, like I said already, I didn't like the Omar, the Amari Stunemeyer hire. Not saying I'm not basing it off of X and O's or anything like that. One of I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but one of the reasons why I why I why I have an eyebrow raised to it is because hey, it, when the first thing happens, like oh man, like say if they don't meet expectation hey man mm-hmm. it's because he got dog in there we don't know what he knowing it's just buddy but like you know what i'm saying so i just mean my, my issue with the amari thing is like so steve nash you don't have any head coaching experience so you bring in your first roster move is to bring in somebody else who has no head coaching experience or any coaching experience that i know of like i have i don't think amari is coached i'm pretty sure last time he was playing he was in israel uh i know he wasn't coaching so like your first hire is somebody who also hasn't done this before and that to me was just like eh, like you know to your point also he could be the scapegoat but it's just like you know that's that can't be your first plan of action you know you got to go out and get somebody that has done this before that can help you out in these calm situations like i don't see how amari is that hired you have too much talent out there to be doing this you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like especially to be to be bringing d'antoni and we've seen all right, with the Rockets, he just was not able to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that doesn't warrant him getting another assistant coach job. I hope it's just like, all right, you know what I'm saying, just deal with mm-hmm. the offense a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't running the small ball. You know, like, I, I don't know. He's going to have to – if with these type of hires, he's going to have to put up some serious walls and let these guys know, hey – you know what I'm saying? This is I'm what still the head coach. You, you know what I'm saying? This is what mm-hmm. don't I don't want you to hey let's what, let's change that around when I harden in the, in the in the Western Conference Finals where it's going. No, 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 you're an assistant coach. Be an assistant coach. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Steve Nat, and I don't know if he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he to me he looks like one of the nicest guys in the world. So I, I right. fight hard for me seeing Steve Nash putting his foot down at coaches and stuff like that. And maybe he won't have to. I don't know. Maybe they'll just mm-hmm. fall in line, but it's just I don't know. It's just looking it's just all coming together to be a weird situation, bro. I'm not yeah. I'm not a fan of it. Um D'Antoni needs to go somewhere else and make his name. I'm not saying that he has to be an assist uh head coach somewhere else, but hell, be an assistant coach somewhere. Start over, bro. Like I was just surprised he got a gig like that, this, that bro. Like when when you keep losing like this, coaches, and I don't want to make this a, a color thing, but you when mm-hmm. you keep losing like this, you have to start over, bro. <laughs> like you right. got guys who who didn't really even lose and have not even got the chance to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. start over. Which like Nate like, like Nate McMillan. Like Nate McMillan they was losing in the first rounds, but his best players were getting injured. Like, you know, he was taking Brian to game sevens, you know, had the Pacers very competitive. But if that yeah. was him, I mean, he would have gotten – he wouldn't get – I mean, he. I don't think he's got a job uh, just yet. So, you know, 
Uh, I was surprised to see D'Antoni get a job that quickly. I thought that was a, a little quick, but I was also very surprised to see Doc Rivers get a job that quickly. So, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't make it necessarily about color because it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit more about reputation and, like, how right. long you've been in the NBA. But, yeah. you know, I was really surprised Doc got that job two days after and, you know, just yeah. the same kind of for D'Antoni. Like, again, okay, Steve like, Nash, come on. It's Doc, though. And Doc yeah. won one. Granted, you know what I'm saying, uh, a long mm-hmm. time ago, but he won. Then Antonio never won, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we get to a point like, all right, I see you always falling in this range of coaches. Like you ain't going all, oh, you ain't gonna just fuck up a whole season and just you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, be terrible. Like yo, your team gonna compete, but it's just whenever it gets to a certain point, it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. And um. I don't know, bro. It's just like I, I think he needs to re- restart somewhere, and maybe this is his restart. Maybe Steve Nash, mm-hmm. like, hey man, you know I'm about to go get me a chip this year, so maybe you want to tag along with this and get a championship tied to your name some way, mm-hmm. somehow. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, bro. It it'll just be interesting to see how this uh how this all turns out. And you bring up Nate McMillan. He's the I just seen today that thought him and the Hawks are nearing a deal for him to become okay. an assistant coach. That's what's so, up. That's we'll, up. We'll, we'll just keep our eyes on that, man. But other than that, I don't, I don't like the D'Antoni stuff, bro. I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I, I don't really like what Brooklyn got going on right now, bro. What'd you say? I, I'm not a fan of what what Brooklyn got going going on right now. Like, I, you know, I like the KD-Kyrie fit. I do. But then Kyrie, you know, when he came out and said he doesn't feel like they have the pieces to win a title, like, I still don't know what that means. And, you know, we're still kind of waiting. But what, the higher I can say this though, this was pre-KD being, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think he felt like right then at that point. Okay, know? fair, fair. He could have just been talking about that roster without KD. Yeah, like I okay. think, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna give him that little bit of leeway. But mm-hmm. right now, I could say from what I see, I kind of like how the both of them are meshing. Granted, we're not seeing them in the middle of a of a, a 70 or a 60 game season, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 40 games in and you playing all the way out in Memphis, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not mm-hmm. seeing the leadership, how it's going to happen in, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing and I'm hearing from Kyrie, especially with him saying like, hey man, I know when it come down to it, the last second on the clock, if it's me or Durant, you know, I'm going to Durant, you know what I'm but, saying? But it so kind of seemed like there's that, no... It seemed like there's no like structure because you remember Kyrie also came out and said like coaching is going to be a collaborative effort. Like, of course, it, it's a collaborative effort, but like, no, Steve Nash is the head coach. And then you bring on D'Antoni and he's a head coach, right? He was Steve Nash's head coach. So we can only assume that Steve Nash, I, I doubt he's going to be bullying D'Antoni. So, I, you know, I'm not exactly to your point. Like, what role is D'Antoni going to play unless yeah. they're just going to run the same offense? So, you know. I, I don't like those few things, but, you know, the roster is pretty solid. I like KD. Uh, obviously, Kyrie's uh, nice. Spencer Dinwiddie's pretty good. Karis LeVert. I like Jared Allen. I, I feel like paying DeAndre Jordan $10 million was like – that was a buddy move, you know, because KD and Kyrie, they're friends, I believe. So that's a buddy move. But, you know, besides that, I, I do think they have a pretty competitive roster. So, I, you know, the talent can overcome everything. The weird hires and and all that it can overcome a lot. So, uh, you know, let's just see if they can put it together. Yeah, I think after a year, like 
a lot of things. Like a lot of coaching pieces will probably be out the building for real. Mm-hmm. But um, let's go ahead and get into this next one, man. And this, you know, where the entertainment starts happening for me is the 2020 NBA scrub list. And I know we did the 2019, but it's time to refresh it and update our list. And I got some, I got some names on here. I don't know if you want me to start or you want to start, but I got some names. Man, on how, how many, how many you got on your list? I got five. I just all right, all right, cool, cool. I ain't cool. want to, you know what I'm saying? Crack their heads too tough. You want me to start? Nah, I can start it off. All right, bet. bet I know bet. exactly. Well, I'm gonna shout out one person. KCP started off on on a scrub list, I think. Wow. You know, uh, maybe not my scrub list, but he started yeah. off looking like a scrub. And he performed in the finals. So, you know, KCP, shout out to you. You made it off the scrub list this year. My number one scrub who I saw get minutes this year, especially in the bubble, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Oh, my goodness. He's, man, you know, number two pick, number two pick. And he can barely get minutes on a Dallas team. And he's not even that old. He's like 27 years old. I mean, he. (laughs) Was he touching the court? I, I saw him touch the court for a few minutes. Yeah, That's why he was getting ticked before him. Hardaway was getting ticked before him. He he might have played like a big role just just for some defense here and there, you know. So he definitely scrubbed it up. Uh, I'm not a fan of of seeing him on the court at all. He was um, my number two scrub that I'd have to say, Myers Leonard from Ooh. from the. <laughs> From the heat, because he got a lot of minutes. Every time I saw him in the game, it was just like, oh, he's getting he's getting scored on. Uh, he he might on, pop an occasional hold on, hold on, three though. Hold on, hold on, real quick, bro. Because I just said something. This was like yesterday. I need to send it to the chat because I'm like, I don't know if dog was really balling this year or was it? Because he was talking about he was talking wild, spicy. Like, man, I, I want to go to a team where I'm competing every year for the like. Damn, nigga. Who Myers Leonard said that? He talking about he want to go to a team where he's competing every year because he I think it's a contract. It was a contract year for him this year, so mm. he, he's pretty much saying yeah, I, I need to go to a championship contending team. Like nigga, no, no. Like, like, he, what? he was balling or not, but he clearly wasn't. If he made the scrub list, like like what what was that about? Yeah. Uh, man. Okay, so number three, I'll probably go with this one. He's a rookie, but he looked really bad. His name is Bataz Day from the Pacers. He's a he's a foreigner, but you know, he every time I see him in the game, he kind of reminds me of Bruno Caboclo. Uh not Bruno Caboclo, but uh Bruno Fernand Fernando, that dude they used to play for for the Bulls. Like when yeah. I see him on the court, it just reminds me of like, you know, you just a scrub, bro. Like you, you're not you're not you're not like that. Uh Number four scrub. This one might surprise you. Mo Bamba. He. Ooh, <laughs> you calling it early? I'm calling it early, bro. <laughs> he got an old song in that thing, bro. Yeah. And why do you think that song isn't playing anymore? Two years later, it's why? you know he ain't got no. He he hasn't been doing much, you know. Like when I watch him, you know he might have a flash or two. You know he reminds me of. Damn, he reminds man. me of. Of an early Nerlens Noel, okay, and you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, like you know, Nerlens Noel, he's gotten a little better, but he, when he first came in the league, he was really bad. Like when I watched him in Philadelphia, I'm like, man, like man. he developed no skill when he was at Kentucky. He's gotten a little better though. Uh, I give him his credit, and Mo Bamba has time to improve, but and right bigger, now, he got better and bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Most small as hell. 
And number five scrub, mm-hmm. Paul George. Ooh, yeah. Because he – I don't really even have yeah, to say much it. about Paul. But playoff P exposed him just to – you know, just because of the status that he's at, you know, that's why he's a scrub. It's not because he's not talented, but the expectations I have for him versus what he delivers, I mean, he, you got to be – you got to find yourself on the scrub list, you know. Right. 13 points, 11 points, 9 points. Like, bro, what are you, a superstar or are you a bench player? So, you know, yeah, like, so he's on my scrub list. I can't, I can't rock with dude. <laughs> Damn, PG. You done made it. Damn, PG. You, he made it. He made it. Boy, you done made it. Off of coming off the year before having one of the best seasons of your life. You did you, what was it? Twenty eight and ten and six or something. He he did a whole one eighty. He did a whole one eighty, bro. Scrubbed out, but we gotta understand though. This is what he does, though. He scrubbed it is out. What he does. You know what I'm he saying? Does. He put up a, a amazing regular season, even what he did with that twenty eight, ten and six, mm-hmm. and scrub out in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So he, it's just a it's something. It's just in the bloodline. You know what I'm saying? It is, you know, he don't he ain't got that he, he don't have that ice in his veins, I guess. You know, he'll hit a few game winners for you in the in the regular season. He used to do it with the Pacers, but uh, yeah, he can drop forty a couple times. Yeah, you know, but now, eh, scrub. We we got to see it to believe it. He got to get off yeah. that scrub list himself. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start mine off, man. Number one is going to Kevin Knox, man. You know, he Ooh. he's a scrub, man. You know, get you out of the Madden MSG immediately you know what i'm saying so, uh kevin not for our scrub six three and one this season um it Damn. just didn't look good it doesn't look six good. three and one it's early it's early though he he got potential let's see if they get you know it's tom early, can get him going it's early but barrett got his minutes now so it's over with. True. It's, it's time True. for him to go ahead and get on out of town man just find your way in, in charlotte or something you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. play a play a uh, Malik Monk role or something like just <laughs> do something. Come off the bench and get buckets here and there. Yeah, you know? At least average know. a 10 piece. Something, bro. Then, of course, you know, uh, he was on my list last year and he found his way back here again just because he was on the active roster this year in Atlanta. We got Chandler <laughs> Parsons, man, averaging three uh, points this year, a half a rebound, 0.8 of a assist. So, mm-hmm. And you know, shout out to you, Chandler Parsons. You're still a yeah. scrub, yeah, um, but he's a stealer, though. He, he like like Pittsburgh because he's been finessing the league yeah, for a long he, time now. He's been, he been running off with the bag, bro. Yeah, like if I was the team, I would have been like, bro. I don't know what I would have done to dog. I, I just would have waved him just for peace of mind. Like get Man. get get him out of my face. Get him out and of my locker room. That and took the dead cap hit or something, bro. Like I just would have took that money for that one year. Like, man, hey, we. I would have ate it. Yeah, like we got thirty-five million going somewhere that hey, we fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We just lost thirty-five million, but it saved us forty-seven or fifty million just to keep this dude. You know, so Chandler Parsons, you are on there. I want to say his stat line again: three points a game, uh, a half a half a a game, and point eight rebounds a game. So salute to you. You're a scrub. Uh, Too like you done made the list a couple times. Uh, Gilchrist, he was on Gilchrist. He was on my list uh, last year. Hey, George. So salute to you. Being two times scrub is a hard thing to do. Can um, I read Mo Bamba's stats? Yeah, do, do it real quick. Five point four points, four point nine rebounds, point seven assists. 
So you can't average five rebounds and you a center, bro. That, that's where that's where it get over with. Bro, and kid Gilchrist stats, those are those might be the worst stats I've seen. Two point four points, two point seven rebounds, and point six assists. So two, three, and point six. Yeah, he yeah, bro. he's fly too. Bro, he's shooting. Why do these guys be making rosters? Bro shot 25%. Like, bro, I know I'm not saying that I could take they spots or anything. I'm not saying that I can't. I'm not a pro athlete. I would never lie to people (laughs) like that. But how do you guys make these rosters, bro? Like, what are y'all saying, teams? What are y'all thinking? It'll just get to a point to me. Like, if I'm a if I if I'm a a GM of a team, Mm -hmm. hey man, the dude can't give me six points. Get his ass out the arena, bro. man. Like, at least, at least a solid six. Nigga, go, nigga. Like we don't need you, bro. Like go. But uh, number three on my list, Cristiano Felicio. You know, the Bulls. That's exactly that. That's what I was trying to uh, talk about, actually. Yeah, that's he, that's the dude I was trying to compare him to. You, yeah. Oh yeah, super scrubbed out. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I had to pull up his stats as well, but. Definitely nothing. You know what I'm saying like he he's trash. Nothing. Um, surprised he's still in the league. What he averaged? Uh, Me too. Four points this year. Four points. Four point six uh, rebounds and point seven assists. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst stats I've heard. Michael Kidd Gilchrist are worst, but yeah, you know, but still definitely a scrub. Scrubs. Biggest scrub. Yeah, he he's a scrub. Like another guy. I don't know how he's in the league. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then I get to the last two. Like I said, this is these two are just not just based off skill or anything or numbers or anything. It's just mm-hmm. off my opinion, and I, you know, I'm, my opinion tends to be hard sometimes. <laughs> uh, number four, it's got to, it has to go to Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Like you, he didn't oh, he, did he did the whole touches. Like you, you shut the whole. Granted, I'm not gonna say COVID. COVID shut the league down. Mm-hmm. But Related to league and shut down, nigga. He you know, did doing some bullshit. So, nigga, you on the scrub list right now. And I, I, I don't like the fake tough act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, afterwards. Yeah, like I, I hate that. You know what I'm saying? And and Donovan Mitchell was definitely about to fold you up. So let's let's not do that. <laughs> then of course, like you already mentioned his name, Paul George. I really should have been number one. I really put down playoff P because I him and Paul George, I feel like are two different people. Whenever he brings out the self proclaimed playoff P name, mm-hmm. when everything goes it, it goes bad, bro. It, it, it goes, goes, it goes bad, bro. Like from there on out, it's gonna go bad. Like he may have 135, 136 <laughs> point game, but from there on it gets ugly. You know what I'm saying? So Paul George is turn he turns into Terrence Ross in the playoffs. Bro, <laughs> like he might he, he might get a dunk. Put up something, you know what I'm saying? Even but that's what I'm saying. He might have some big numbers, and you know he might get a nice highlight play here and there. But he's Terrence yeah. Ross in the playoffs. That's it. Yeah, nigga ain't even Norman Powell. Salute to barely. Norman Powell. <laughs> 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 but nah, that was my scrub list, man. Hey, man, players out there, you might want to step it up this year, or else you're gonna find yourself on me or Nate's or Cot scrub list this next season, man. So. We we may do a mid season scrub list. We have to see just based off of how the gameplay is. Um, but hey, that's the twenty twenty scrub list. So mm-hmm. if you made it on there, congratulations to you. You are a scrub. <laughs> and um, 
for the ones that's two times. We got two time trophies for y'all too, the two time scrubs out there. But <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to this next one. Another we got the one. Clippers. Another one. Another sure. one. We got the Clippers going all in on Rondo, bro. I need to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that's the right move? Do you think Rondo should head that way? Are the Clippers just going in over their head? Are they just trying to find anybody? Let me get your thoughts on that, man. Honestly, I don't think they should go all in. Uh, wholeheartedly, if I'm Rondo, I'm going back to the Lakers. As long as the Lakers make him a solid offer of like 10 to 15 million, somewhere in that range, you know, maybe not not 15, but I, I say 10, like 10 to 12. You better you know. take that eight and compete for the- okay, yeah. yeah. Even even eight, like you know, I feel like that's a solid number for Rondo. I think the Clippers, as much as they like Rondo, some of it's just trying to pry him away from the Lakers, you know, some of these reports and stuff. Uh I don't think that he's the direction they should go in. He would be a great playmaker next to Kawhi and uh Paul George, and he plays defense himself. But you know, I, if I'm them, I'm gonna maybe look at if we if they don't re-sign uh Montrez Harrell. I'd rather maybe we'll take a look at Fred Van Vliet, you know, making a nice offer for him. Mm. He can fill it up. He can score. He can set the table. You know, they they could definitely be in the conversation for that. Uh, so I think they should go for somebody, maybe even a Goran Dragic. You know, he's an unrestricted free agent this year. That could be a nice piece. He's a bigger guard, nice shooter, you know. But they got to – I think they, they need a little bit different than Rondo. Yeah, Rondo, and I, I feel like, you know, I, we, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but Rondo, he does good in certain places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he's in certain places, certain environments with certain players, certain coaches, he's going to prevail. When he's other places, it's just not going to look good. You know what I'm saying? Like even mm-hmm. Sacramento, um, some other places I can name. It, it was even uh, the Pelicans early on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't look good over there. And so they really made that push in the playoffs. Uh, I didn't even think that was a push in the playoffs. They just – Yeah, they beat uh, – I think he was on that team that beat the Blazers. So, yeah, okay. they, made a, they made a run. Uh, yeah, they, they made a little run. And they ran into uh, the Warriors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's just different. It's just different environments for Rondo. You know, you got to put him in certain situations to win, where you can win. And I don't think that's the right situation for him and uh, the Clippers. He he, one of those guys. He'll get agitated with one of those guys and be done fired on him for real. So. I, I just think the Lakers are a great situation for him. You know, it's not too yeah. much asked of him. You're a secondary playmaker. You know, you don't need to score. Like you can have a, a seven, seven, and seven night. You know, that's yeah. that's a stat line that Rondo might have. Like he's not scoring a lot, but you know, he's setting guys up. He's running the offense efficiently. And you know, he's a little bit older himself. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know. He, he wants to stay fresh. Uh, as long as the Lakers do him correctly in terms of contract and numbers, I think there's no reason for him to go right across the street. Yeah. I, w- I would definitely tell him to stay as well just because, like you said, it he already has the camaraderie and the chemistry built up over there. So there's no point to really get out of there and just, like you said, walk across the street. And they beefing with the Clippers too. I feel yeah, like Rondo, that's, that's what he – He's about a little bit. I'm not going to say, you know, I mean, he did go from Celtics to Lakers, but after a long time, I don't see him going his first stint after the Celtics. I I do not think he would have went to the Lakers. I seen, I seen him punch Kirk Heinrich in the middle of Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. he, he punched, he punched Kirk Heinrich. So I, I you know what I'm saying? He definitely <laughs> one of those guys for sure. Um, like I said, I don't think, I don't think it's a good look for him. I think he should definitely stay where he at. No matter what up, 
anything from the from the six to well, I can't say six to eight. I'll say eight. I'm gonna say eight yeah, to like ten. He, he was the third leading scorer in the finals last year, so I can't say mm. six to eight because he stepped it up. Um, nah, KCP was. KCP was. Yeah, he was averaging like fifteen. Rondo must have been a third for the playoffs for the whole playoffs because Rondo was showing up nightly, bro. Cooking. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I probably that that eight to ten range is probably something comfortable for him, something where he could coast during the regular season and really turn mm-hmm. it on at the end of the season. Um, other than that, I, I definitely don't think he should get out of there. Um, you got any more thoughts on that? Nah, but they definitely should explore that Fred Van Vliet situation. I feel like that's a more, you know, maybe offer him like 20, 20 M's. I feel like 15 to 20 for Fred Van Vliet, that's a pretty solid number within that range. I mean, he's performed pretty well. He's not an all-star, but yeah. neither was Mike Conley. He got, he's making $30 million a year. Yeah. I feel like right now I'm taking Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Conley, I, I definitely – Conley. One more time. Conley probably still got that Memphis contract. He do. He's yeah, still making 30 M's a year that. until next year. Yeah, that contract was silly, boy. But, uh, man, let's get into this next one, man. CP3, Another one. <laughs> CP3 has now came out and said, man, hey, man, it's either L.A. or New York for me. So what that tells me is it's New York Knicks for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So welcome yeah. to the Knicks, CP3, man. We, we love to have you because – just just as CP3 said in OKC, he's not looking to, to trim anything off his deal or anything, off his contract. So for him to go to the Lakers, you're not going to be making more than Brian. So if you want to go there, you're going to have to take a short, which is probably be about a uh, probably between a 10 to $15 million short because mm-hmm. Brian's going to be making 30 AD. He's going to be making uh, – 45, probably close to it. Yeah, so – you're going to have to take some shorts here and there. And the Clippers, is going to be the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, unless – what, would they drop PG back off at OKC? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Let's, Man, let's <laughs> that'd be crazy, bro. But that's why I said – and that's it just looks like New York Knicks could get him because we're the only ones that's going to pay him that 45 for the rest of his – and re, we'll re-up on it too. Like we'll Y'all have cap space. Yeah, we'll sign him for two years for $90 million, you know what I'm saying, for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Just because we don't have anybody there. And I like Chris Paul with what I seen from last year. I like him with really undeveloped players and young guys, too, so he could really put just uh, a real, I would say, system around him, you know what I'm saying, just give him a real identity because that's what he did to me with uh, OKC, with Ferguson, and those guys out there. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely like um, – I definitely like Chris Paul to the Knicks. I feel like that'll be one piece in the right direction. I know I came on here last week when we did our uh, our our mock, our mock draft picks, and I mm-hmm. had um, damn, who was the point guard name? He was the pure point guard. That's Halliburton. Like, yeah, I had him going Tyrese. that way, and I was like, man, just some, you know, what I'm saying somewhere to start at ground zero because I'm not a fan of Dennis Smith uh, Jr. He's not. No, uh, he's not it. May have been on my honorable mention for the scrubbers between Megan. He, he, sh- he should. He he should have been on that list. Thirty-seven <laughs> percent from the field. I'm not going to get mm. I'm just cool out on you though. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think that's a good look for the Knicks, man. Just bringing him in, and you know, CP3 just being in a more, uh, I would say, marketable place as New York. You know, especially mm-hmm. 
in um with being the um the face of the the M, the MBPA and stuff like that. So I definitely think it's a good look for him. What's your thoughts on that, bro? Man, I think you hit it right on the head, bro. I wouldn't if I'm the Lakers, I would stay very far away from that trade. Um, I just don't see the potential in it. And what people need to start realizing for the Lakers is that they need to build for the future. Like AD is only 27 years old. If you want to keep him around for years and years at a time, you're going to have to surround him by with some youth, you know, somebody that's kind of more in with his timeline. Like LeBron, he's not really aging. You know, uh, we don't know when he'll kind of decline. Um, he can be the perfect for me. LeBron is a point guard right now. So, I don't see the need for them to grab Chris Paul, especially, you know, at the expense of giving up some of their depth. Uh, I just don't see why they would need Chris Paul when LeBron just left the league and assist. He, yeah. He's he's a point guard. Rondo. Right yeah, you know, Rondo averaged like six or seven. Like, <clears throat> it's no need for them to go all in and $45 million and handicap themselves. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not making a big move. I'm going to try to run it back with most of the pieces I have, maybe replace Jared Dudley, you know, Jr. Dion, maybe Javel McGee. Green. Yeah, you know, maybe that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe get get rid of Danny. You know, maybe Kuz, but KCP, the Rondos, the Avery Bradleys, the Dwight's. Hopefully, you try to run it back with them. If, yeah. uh But you made some great points with the Knicks, man. Like Chris Paul, already the president of the NBPA. Their offices are in New York. You know, uh, New York. Uh, they just need a whole culture switch. And, and to your point, that's what that's what he did with OKC to an extent. Like that was a team that was supposed to rebuild. And Chris Paul came in and made it competitive to the point they almost took out his former team. Uh, so, you know, if he if he took that young group to that point, I'm not saying he'll win a series in the East. But, yeah, you know, if you get a six seed, you know, maybe play and uh, a young Celtics team somehow, or, you know, maybe, maybe Miami, like yeah, Chris Paul, he, he could take it like five games. That sounded too sweet to my ears, man. I'm like, a six seed. Like, wow. You know, if you get Chris Paul, if you get Chris Paul and some man, other pieces, that's an, oh, bro, do you know who made the AC last year? The Magic. Yeah. It's just like, if Chris Paul there for a whole season, I think they'll be better than the Magic, you know. They'll win some games off the back of, of just having a better floor general, but it depends on who you bring in also. Because yeah. uh, R.J. Barrett, I, I, you know, I see potential from him. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, Chris Paul would basically treat him like DeAndre Jordan, so, you know, that would be a plus, but you've got to find something. To, you got to get rid of Frank Nittlekina somehow. He He's – Man, the Knicks have a few scrubs. I don't know how I didn't get any of them yeah, on my yeah, list. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Smith right. and, and Nitto Kina is. Yeah, oh, we we so. got scrubs out there. Don't get me wrong. We always got the scrubs on the line. No, no mm -hmm. doubt about that. But, man, let's go ahead and get into this last one, man. Let's get into the NBA has just now announced well, – what they didn't announce it, but they're looking into adding casinos to the arena and hard liquor sales. So, I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you what do you think this means for the for the NBA going forward? And do you think this is something that they should get into? Uh, I think in the states where it's legal to gamble and sports gamble, they should definitely look into it. Yeah. Um, they lost a lot of money this year, and if you start bringing in casinos when people are still able to go to arenas, I feel like it's not. You know, right now it's kind of a perfect time to start building them because uh, yeah. you know you can't really have people in the arenas anyway. So. If you wanted to do it, uh, why not? Um, you know, recoup some of that revenue. People love to gamble. You can probably get even more people in the arena. 
you know, say you just get a ticket to go to like the casino, you know, you can go to the casino. But the thing is, like, are you going to be able to smoke cigarettes and 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 uh, cigars in this casino? Because that's how most casinos are, you know, a lot of liquor and stuff. So what type are they trying to keep the arena still kind of kid friendly? You know, so that's going to be a question of like what type of uh, space arenas have and capacity to have to do it. But I mean, if it's legal in your state, I see no reason why not. If people want to gamble their money away foolishly, drunk at a game, let them provide the avenue. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good look for them as well. Definitely for the states that's legal. And it'll probably be a good look for the states that's not uh, where it's illegal at because it'll probably open them up to just add new things to the states. Like Georgia is one of those states where there aren't any casinos at. And I feel mm-hmm. like the casino one, the Atlanta Hawks arena will definitely do um, wonders for them just because it'll, just, uh, it'll, add, it'll bring more people there. It's already a tourist attraction within itself just being Atlanta. But it'll just add more people and it'll up the funds for real. But that's the issue right there, though. If yeah, they if they can't do it in Georgia, they're not going to be able to do it with the Hawks. Because then, that, then that's illegal because, you know, they still in. Yeah. That's why it would have to be uh, specific states where it's legal. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, like, maybe even if they could, like, get on the legislation side of it and just start coming mm-hmm. to the states, like, hey, man. We it's money bring, to be made. Yeah, like, we could bring in another so-and-so billion amount of dollars with just this one arena having a casino on it and like you said it definitely should be separated you know what i'm saying just to mm-hmm. i guess keep the, the the family uh vibe in there as well but i, I think that's a good look because i can't imagine you know what i'm saying just being in vegas like i wouldn't even know how to look going to the the wind or something like that Man, it's crazy and you have uh it's already clubs and stuff in in these arenas and stuff like that it's a barbershop in the hawks arena Mm-hmm. You might as well at a casino when you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like you might make it all make it an all-purpose source of entertainment. Get, get that money flowing in there more, man. And I, I think that's just a good look, um, <laughs> especially with sports betting doing what it's doing now. Like a, a lot of a lot of states have uh, <clears throat> loosened up the laws with sports betting and stuff like that. So you got uh, different platforms like FanDuel and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Sport, uh, sport book betting and stuff like that that's definitely taking off. So it's just a good look. I, I definitely think the NBA is, is going to get us to head now for sure, just because, like you said, just the hard year that they have with taking those L's of COVID, I think this would be a good look for them to potentially re- to bounce back in and add just another element of uh, fun to the game, man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, betting on it, Sports is already fun enough to watch, but it's even funner when you got money on the line. I, I mean, Man, it's not if you're on the wrong side of it. <laughs> yeah. It's not if you're on the wrong side of it. Feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, you, you, it's It's a rush. It, it's, it's a like, thrill. Entertainment. So, um, I definitely think it's a good look, though, man. I don't got any more thoughts on this. You got anything else? Man, all I got to say is if it does happen, Atlanta needs to be one of those cities where they don't have one because they're going to act a, they're gonna act a fool in that casino. Because, you know, you know, they're going to act a fool in that Atlanta casino, man. Come on. They're going to try to have strippers in there. You know, they're they going to try to turn it into magic. It's city. part of it. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's, it's the experience. No, you head up the street. You just got to walk out go up the street. That's the thing. Like, I feel like um, if the if the NBA came to just these different states and just gave, just let them know just on the legislative slide of it, like, mm-hmm. hey, man, we could bring in another – who wop the bam billion dollars for for the state, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and it, it'll be something for them to raise their eyebrows at, man, because we all for know sure. they're just looking at something that what's the next thing that they could tax. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that that could be something for them. Um, and I think it's a good look. But other than that, man, like I said, I don't have anything else on that. Make sure y'all go over this, send y'all emails to at more Nate so y'all can get a part of this power rank. Just the, the newsletters and stuff from Nate coming at y'all. So make sure y'all go over there, check them it. out. Um, check out National Sports Chat, man. This whole podcast is being presented by National Sports Chat. Make sure you go over there. Uh, IG, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Make sure you go over there, follow us. Um, just holler at us. Shout out to the people that's in the um, in the chat, man. I, we seen you all, man. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Yeah, y'all y'all been on some 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 cool stuff, but some of y'all been tripping over there. But you, it's yeah, cool. you cap, cap polo plate like I don't. Yeah, I don't look, know. we we don't entertain trolls here, Mike and Frank. Yeah. You know, we, we we are the trolls, so y'all good over there. Yeah, but we man. appreciate y'all. What's up? Just up, man. We we shout out that way. That's how you get on the screen. But now I'm <laughs> over there to the podcast page. Follow us at Mike and Friends on IG. We dropping new content. I'm actually gonna drop something tonight for y'all. Um, and man, just keep following us, checking this out, man. Make sure you go over there and follow TOV Sports. This whole podcast is being brought to you by TOV Sports and sponsored by TOV Sports. Make sure you go over there and check the uh, day. Oh, Tony said, "What up?" Um, and man, we just gonna keep going up, man. I don't have anything else. Matchmakers, make sure you go over there and check us out. Um, on YouTube, we have a segment with matchmakers. We um, just breaking down the, the youth football games and stuff. I know we got a lot of followers over on the YouTube page that's from the youth football games that we've been recording and covering. So make sure y'all just go over there. We uh, just building more content around the kids, man, and giving them something else to watch. But other than that, man, we checking in and we checking out Mike and Frank. Yes, 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 sir. Giving knowledge to the brothers, fed who wanted more. We a nation of brothers, such a wonderful force. Go straight to the Quran if you wanted the source. I know God's so proud you becoming the boss. Cold world with the flows, keep a nigga warm. We were sleeping on the flows when it used to storm. I just wanna get a home for my only mom. This a dream to make her proud of her only son. This a dream to make her proud of her only son. Make her proud of her only son. This a dream to make her proud of her only son. And I'm number one. Look at my brigade, it's about that time. Light sparkle off my jewelry, it's about that shine. Money busts out every pocket, it's about that grind. A schooling dude, especially when that nigga third eye blind. Could give a fuck about what's yours, only concerned about mine, nigga. He's staring like all his hypnosis is heavy. If looks could kill, I probably died countless deaths already. Gillette razor sharp suit and shooting star like a comet. Swag gave birth to millions like Master Farah Muhammad Boss. Looking relaxed like I don't wanna be bothered. I thank God for the blessings of paths paved as I journey through a jungle of lines so unscathed. Until I speak in tongues when I visit my aunt's grave and hustle like a genius with strength of a man's slave. It gets deeper while they singing his praise. Walk with me now. I bless the hood while I keep on banging them harder. Unconditional to love as a daughter's love for a father. And dream flying through the clouds on the planes that I charter. And documenting moments in time becoming a martyr while I merge the corporations expanding a little larger now. For the sole purpose my people can all eat. Through the acts of desperate folks occupying up Wall Street But I'm torn while in the studio giving you all heat And their ignorance is bliss
flesh busy saying they born straight on their hands and knees just like they walking on four feet down Look what they really turning us into A savage smelling blood with malfunctioning in the mental With baggage through the mud that they dragging until they settle I rational up success when I'm sniffing a rose petal If you violate the truth, is your body a fill of metal? Listen to these words with the power to fuel rockets Just in the same time, it's so perfect for me to drop this It's getting to the point where they're begging the kid to stop it It's hard to honor such requests when you're bathing in profit Witness shit I said that's come to pass, now they calling me prophet Lord, special how I touch the people when I'm speaking So precious it's like a moment of watching a baby sleeping Infectious like opponents that's always catching a beating Through journeys that I travel and missions I'll be completing Put the mic down and leave it with mama for safekeeping <laughs> Wow 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 Let me hear that shit again, son Take notes. Write it down. Get a pad. Learn, motherfuckers. Learn. From a God MC. Ain't too many left. That's right. There's only a few out there, y'all. Motherfucker, everybody talk about Buster Rhymes. Bust a bust, the man you trust. And bust we trust. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. The only nigga we trust is bus a bus.